morning, everyone. I am Brother Francisco, and this is All Good in the Brotherhood. Joining with me today is none other than my illustrious brother. Illustrious. Not Nate. He's truly illustrious. Oh. No, this is Tom, who is only slightly less illustrious. Big bummer there. Yeah, but, you know. Do you, do you ever remember that VeggieTales with the Duke and the Great Pie Wars? Like, the Invincible, and then so-and-so, <laughs> the, the slightly, slightly less invincible. invincible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking when okay. I said that. So. Well, that's all right. I mean, at least I'm still up there in the with with the encouraging adjectives. Yeah. yeah I'm Tom. Tom Whitaker. Sam's older uh, and still wiser brother. Yeah. This is my second time on the podcast, at least. He's not so wise as to remember that I'm Francisco. Um, yeah, but... but but yeah, but I don't have to call you that. But but for them you do. Okay. Like just <laughs> Sam Francisco. Yeah. Uh, please don't bring that back. That's like <laughs> one of like my PTSDs from the monastery. <laughs> uh, for context, when uh, I think we talked about this, but when uh, I take when I become a monk, one becomes a monk, they get a new name, and so my name became Francisco. Well, uh, some of the monks thought it was funny that originally we're from California, and since my name was Sam. Sam, Sam Francisco. Francisco. So to the point where they actually, someone left a hoodie outside of my room that just says that, you know, it's the San Francisco Giants. It's amazing. And yeah, people, uh, they love puns around the monastery. I wish they loved prayer as much. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so. Savage. Yeah, so Savage. Uh, as you all can tell, uh, Nate is absent from us today. Sad. Sad, yes, yeah, sadness. But don't worry, he'll be back as always. Um, but today, uh we're we're not gonna really do any background stuff. We're just gonna jump right in. Yeah, um, because, we're back in we're back in the the scary basement uh, again. Yeah, I don't know why I let myself come back in here. Um, maybe I have like sadism or something. Um, but yes, so jumping in the our podcast is called All Good in the Brotherhood. Ooh, um, but we kind of realized uh, it's not always all good. Well, that's that's true. But we actually haven't really talked about brotherhood. Um, yet, which season three, like, kind of a, a fault, I would say. So um, we thought, you know, the whole reason we call it All Good in the Brotherhood is because, you know, Nate and I are brothers, and it generally is all good. And I'm a monk and a brother, so that's kind of generally cool. all good. Yeah, sometimes uh, slightly less invincible, slightly <laughs> less. <laughs> <good>. less um, <laughs> anyways, um, but so we we were just chatting, and I was like, bro, like we should just talk about brotherhood mm. and. Not talk about brotherhood, but talk about our brotherhood. Yeah. Um, because I think too much, uh, especially, I think this is a like a big problem sometimes with like Christianity, theology, and spirituality is we talk about things and around things, but Abstractly. we don't actually talk about like what it is itself. Mm. Um, and not to not to say I'm a huge fan of Husserl and Heidegger and phenomenology but the idea of going back to the things themselves hmm. um i think sometimes we need to and it's about going back to the things as we experience things hmm. so i think for brotherhood that's we will take a phenomenological bleh, phenomenological phenomenological we'll take one of those approaches um for this so um yeah uh so just to start um you're the older brother so i'm gonna force you to start uh since you were the brother well, I guess we became brothers at the same time. Well, no, you were brother first because you had Sarah. So, um, true. Uh, true. But brothers to a guy, yeah. different same, than same brothers time. to a sister. Yeah. Anyways, um, what what's it like being an older brother? Because uh, you're only an older brother. I have the I have the genuine privilege in the family of being both an older and a younger brother. Yeah, that's that's kind of a lucky sweet spot you got there. But um, there's also 
Okay, so we'll go through the pros and the cons. Okay. We'll start with the pros. The pros were whenever we would go over to friends' houses and um i was i was like always a pretty shy awkward kid even even my like best friends i would always feel awkward like uh whether it was calling them on the on the phone or knocking Uh, on their doorbell but i would always be like hey sam like how about you knock on their door and then ask them if they want to play today and sam be like yeah let's do it so like that's one of those pros you have to use that voice (laughs) at least i didn't say women cupcake okay well fair (laughs) Uh, it's still a problem uh so, so yeah so that was one of those pros is is uh is i always had stooges to do my dirty work so yeah what i uh, hear is a pro is manipulation <laughs> no no the uh, uh the pros for sure are um people who trust you hmm. um maybe that's the biggest one is people who trust you and um it's nice to be trusted um actually maybe we'll just focus on that one rather than going through a long list it's the biggest pro of being an older brother is, is trust, is the trust you have. Um, the sense of kind of almost like a natural respect that you get. The con to that, the, the most real con, is is that you feel often like you're an imposter. Hmm. Um, and then sometimes it's proven to you and then proven to those who trust you that you are an imposter. And that's wow. kind of hard. So I hmm. had no older brother. I had maybe shows with action heroes and i had adventures in odyssey with my my heroes on there that that i was like oh i kind of want to be like that person they're pretty awesome you know and yeah. i had a, a dad who's an amazing dad um but a dad's not a brother no yeah, um, yeah. and dads give a lot to inspire and aspire to but they're not a brother mm-hmm. um so um i think yeah the con of that is that and, and probably something we'll end up talking a little bit about more today is that is you just like any leader um feels when they have to lead people um and they do so ineffectively or through through their own fault through their own sin um to to really hit on that one specifically they they screw that up Mm. and they have to face the consequences of that and that's that's uh that's a that's a challenging one being being the oldest brother at least i'm sure even you could say that maybe maybe some instances too for for Nate as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah. So yeah, like I said, I have of the three of us, the only one who knows what it's to be both a younger and an older brother. Um, and actually that's something I've, I've said to a lot of guys on, e- even if it's just, you know, like, uh, like a fraternal level that everyone should have be blessed with the experience to know what it's like to be an older brother and mm-hmm. a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say from, from an older brother's perspective for Nate, uh, I think where I agree with you is just like this, the level of responsibility that you take on that also like if, if anything happens, like it's, I feel like I'm more to blame because mm. I should have seen that or I should have to- like warned him yeah. or I should have like, like trained him or done whatever. So that like that, like what I screwed up in or what happened to me, like I should try my utter best to make sure it doesn't happen to him. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's also to the detriment of not letting him grow up of like always like trying to take care of something for him always trying to fix something for him or always like trying to like like and he if he was here he would totally know what i'm talking about but like sometimes i like almost harped on him too much and it was not because i thought he could do better Hmm. but because i didn't want him to be like me Hmm. um yeah and like because i knew like where i screwed up and i like didn't want him to have to experience that pain but from a younger brother's perspective than for you um i think what was like always like the, the pro for me 
was like knowing that there was always someone who was who was that for me who like mm-hmm. was gonna uh but that was challenged and i think we'll, we can talk oh, about yeah. that oh yeah um but the, i think the negative that i certainly dealt with that i think became almost too much of my identity was trying to outdo you like mm-hmm. literally in everything like trying to outcompete you in sports academics um f- like friendships mm-hmm. um whatever it was just like trying to let myself not be always known as Tom's younger brother. Hmm. Not that I don't really think that ever happened too much. Yeah, I don't um, think it did. But yeah, but I like that. that's just like subconsciously, I think yeah. a thing that younger brothers will just do yeah. is like, um, I need to like show people that I am not just a repeat. Yeah. Um, that I am like clearly a different person. I have my own personality. I have my own way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I have my own way of doing things. Um, and yeah, I'm his brother, but I am not him. Hmm. Um, and. Yeah, I, I definitely never, I never felt threatened by you in that sense that, like, I had to, like, like, how to, had to outshine you or had that, but, like, that's something I think I put on myself as a younger brother and that I think is a tendency that people who are in that positions might do. Yeah. No, I think that's really fair, and I would say it's interesting, but, like, because brotherhood has so many analogies, and, like, what you just described has so many analogies in so many other things, but it's, brotherhood is still so dis- distinct. What I mean by that is, we, we sort of naturally say you're you know you're on a sports team and, and somebody's probably the captain you know yeah, it, yeah. not all sports teams do team captains but somebody's probably the captain somebody's probably kind of guiding the team towards that goal um, and you're, you're doing that thing and and everybody's kind of competitive and and you know on a healthy team there's probably even a little bit of inter-team competition where, sure, where yeah. folks are trying to kind of compete with each other um, so that they can they can be make themselves excel but also maybe um, you know, kind of just show, show their worth. And maybe, you know, some people, you know, want to be a team captain. Some people yeah, want yeah. kind of that, that leadership. And you'll see the same in the workplace too. You know, you have a good, healthy team probably has a little bit, a little bit of competition, mm-hmm. not, not too much, but you know, for, where people are trying to, to make sure that they're, they're shining and make sure that they're standing out and that they're having their, their time and, and they're getting the kind of the, the, the respect that they, that they want and they deserve. Um, so there's a lot of things like that, that you see, and, and brotherhood is kind of analogous in the sense that, you know, at least older, older, younger brotherhood specifically yeah, yeah. is, you know, all the capture the flag games, the airsoft, all the stuff, you know, I always liked being kind of like our team captain. Like yeah. I liked being like, all right, guys, we're going to do this. And it was kind of, kind of fun to do that. Um, and, but, and, but for me, interesting. And that's why enough, I like often hated being on your team. Like <laughs> I really often like wanted to be on the other team so mm. that like it would be my team beating your team um <laughs> that's fair like that's and fair. that and also most people never let us be on the same team because it was always like super unfair for yeah, everyone there's else many unfair situations um, still is yeah yeah, yeah. Pe- people don't like when we have to play volleyball against them or frisbee or football or basically anything, anything. yeah the whitakers always get um, broken up even with groups that don't even really know that's us. our humility coming out by the way just so everyone knows yeah um uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly um, clearly but i you know just thinking about too like um for nate's perspective on that is like he has then i don't know if you want to say the blessing or the curse of being the younger of two brothers then like oh, yeah. so he's got to oh, he's yeah. got to not only outshine or like look differently from you but also from me um and i think in that way while i know he has his ups and downs about being at tac and being in california like that is still an environment that's like really good for him to thrive in because there's literally no context for Whitaker's where he is except for him. Yeah. Um, so like, and so everybody knows he's a stud. Yeah, so. exactly. Like everybody in Grove city knows he's a stud too. Yeah. The dude probably had just like left has left like such a trail of broken hearts. Oh. It's not even funny. Yeah. To quote, to quote a girl 
uh, in like early high school, uh, said to me, she's like, yeah, well, one of my other friends said to me, I'm just not even going to bother to have a crush on Nate Whitaker because so many girls already do. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a I can guarantee highly no one said that about me. Yeah, same. Um, so that's why I'm in a monastery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not true. Sam, Sam, Sam's had his fair share. Yeah, more people hit on me since I've become a monk, though. Let's be real. That's it's true. It's kind of annoying. Um, that makes sense, though. You know? But you know, well, they say the forbidden fruit. You know, modest <laughs> is hottest. And I, lay, I wear double layer black robe, ankle length robes. So Yeah, that's got to um, be it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, and we're on. derailing. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's, like, just, you know, kind of where we are. Um, so just then to kind of speak into, like, you know, growing up. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, for me, um, there was, like, definitely, a, like, a solid shift in brotherhood. Uh, like, two, there's two specific kind of, like, timelines or, or events for me. So, um Growing up through, like, middle school, elementary and middle school, like, you were always the one who I wanted to be around. Like, I always wanted to be around you and your friends. And it helped that, like, I had friends who were younger brothers of your friends mm. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I was able to do stuff without them or, or, like, with them separately from you. But, like, I was always super jealous that you and Josh, like, had your film stuff and I could never be involved in that. Mm. Um and uh, and, like, I really wanted to be a part of that, those kind of things and I always wanted to be a part of what you were doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so there was that and to probably, unfortunately, like kind of leaving Nate kind of like in the back burner of some mm-hmm. of that, like desiring yeah. to have like my brotherhood with you kind yeah. of to the detriment of him. But then I think a big shift happened when you entered college. Yeah. Um, and just like think because even though you commuted and you were around, I felt like even though you're physically there, just like, like, like on, on other levels, you weren't. Yeah. Um, and I like cognitively experienced that, like, like personally experienced like a distance yeah. shift to then for me, my natural gravitation was then to switch to Nate. Yeah. Um, and like, which I think providentially was really good because then he and I fostered a brotherhood that yeah. up to that point we probably didn't have. Yeah. And now it kind of like now really shows podcast. Yeah. That we like specifically called all good you the brotherhood. From, um, like a good portion of the time. And we were going to write a star Wars book without you until um, you like inserted yourself in buzzkill. Um, again, but oh well. So, and that you almost derailed for us, but then I had to come back and save the day, resuscitate it and then fix everything. Well, I've heard a lot of people like my character. That's uh-huh. what I've heard. I've heard a lot of people identify <laughs> with my character. See, We still compete. Uh, and then everyone's just like, yeah, Nate's character is great. Um, like Nate characters psycho. <laughs> he like violently I had, kills okay, so people. Brother Finbar literally. So he read it over Christmas break last yeah, year, yeah, yeah. and he low key came back and like psychologically analyzed all of us based uh-huh. on our characters, and it's he was spot on. It was just unreal. Uh-huh. Um, and anyways, so, you should read the book. Yeah, it's called Thelian Knights of the Old Republic. Not the Lion. Yes, people. <laughs> people don't know where spaces don't exist. <laughs> it's just unreal. It's like. I'm not an idiot. Oh, okay. you guys have a book called The Lion. Nope, it's Thelian. Yeah, I told there's, you we should have put an no accent mark on it. There. Um, okay, so anyways, um, I'll get to my, like my second position. I want you to respond. Like, what? Yeah. How were you feeling in that? What was going on for you? Because I know for me, like, uh, kind of the, those high school years were like where you went to college were yeah. super formative for me, and mm. like not going to hold this against you now. I think I did. Uh, but like not feeling that older brotherness in those high school years was like pretty hard. Mm. Um, but I also know like you're going through your own things and like, so what was your experience of like brotherhood in your life and stuff like that at that point? Yeah. So in that specific content, and I'll, I'll kind of perceive that with where things were before that, that yeah, like I always 
like I always wanted to do, you know, go growing up, like whether it was, you know, elementary, middle school, even in a high school, like, yeah, doing something with, with Sam and, and Nate too, really, yeah. you know, and, and a lot, in a lot of cases, our friends that abuse, which, which folks probably heard and, and probably a few of those, those, that wonderful family are listening to this as well. Um, but I really, the goats. Yeah, they, they really are. They're the best. Um, but yeah, we just, I loved doing stuff with, with, with these guys. And then yeah, college kind of rolled around and it wasn't that that, any of that changed. Um, but I had like some massive changes happening in my life. One of which was just college and yeah. taking classes. And yeah, I started, you know, doing college sports. So I was, doing, I was doing track and then I was doing rugby and all these other things. And they took a lot of my time and I was trying to get integrated into school, even though I, I was commuting. So I went to, I went to school in my hometown, which was, which had its benefits, um, certainly in terms of student loans, but anyway, it had its benefits and, but it, it was also kind of created a weird dynamic of, I sort of floated in and out of home. So I was yeah. like, Sam was saying I was there, but I wasn't there. You know, I was maybe there physically a lot of days, but I wasn't there mentally, emotionally. You know, I'd come in later at night. You know, I'd leave earlier in the morning. All this other stuff. So I was, I was just sort of kind of like a little, a little bit of a ghost, probably for part of that. I wasn't totally checked out, but I was checked out enough that it affected. At you know, Sam was saying, um, the one thing I would say is like, the, the part of the challenge in brotherhood, and maybe maybe a little bit more of a challenge in older brotherhood too, is when you are going through periods of challenge um those you know we we're talking earlier about like captains and like leadership yeah. like those who are dependent on you um for for that companionship for that brotherhood feel it as well mm-hmm. like when you know um and and that was a time when i was dealing with with a lot of other crap and garbage in my life that was just further weighing me down and i was only bearing i was bearing most of that by myself you know so um, not really seeking brotherhood the right way. And then even if I kind of was in some, some areas, you know, maybe I wasn't sure that, you know, my, my younger brother was, was, was at that point, the one to kind of like cross load some of that weight with. Um, and I was talking to maybe, you know, other guys I knew at college or maybe some, some, some friends I had, but, uh, not so much my, my younger brother. So, sure. yeah. So that, that period was, was definitely challenging. And, it, and I think I, I definitely became more acutely aware of how I missed, the the good old days by like my senior year yeah like it, and by that that point it was also i was getting getting ready to move out of the house mm-hmm. i had uh my senior year of college or like a month after actually i think it was might have been a little more a little earlier than that i swore in to join the army so i knew i was going to be headed off to you know boot camp yep. and all that fun stuff so like my mind was all of a sudden like starting to like just man i miss doing stuff with sam i miss doing stuff with nate all day every day you know but yeah that was that was kind of where I was at then, and I I think a dynamic that didn't help at least from like because not only like maybe you know weren't necessarily thinking about like coming to me with some of the things you were carrying or like realizing that maybe we shared some of those things, is that I definitely, and I know very staunchly like in high school is where I like kind of took on like a radical independence to the point where like people, like, at least in our family I think recognized like just a, like a disposition of like don't ask me hmm. don't confront me don't like bother me hmm. like i'm focused on like my like my things which were like orchestra track volleyball and school hmm. like out of all of i would say out of all of my siblings at least in high school i was definitely the most like academically like 
focused. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I cared sure. about school far more than any of the rest oh, yeah. of us did in high school. Um, I cared about playing Civilization. Yeah. Three. Specifically. Four. Five. Four was also awesome. Six. Um, Four was awesome. I own all of them. Um, I also cared about these things. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think I just personally, like, I don't know. It's just like a radical de- independence that I'm actually I still am processing with my spiritual director, like the oh, detriments yeah. of feeling like you both need to be and want to be dependent on only yourself. Yeah. Um, because then the downside is that when I went to college, um, so like you finished college and then I started college, yep. um, that like I think we, we missed each other like really staunchly right there. And also oh, you yeah. had gone to boot camp. Yep. Um, and then you moved um, – yeah then you moved to arlington yeah um so again like i can't say that there was like any a point where like you know we didn't want to be around each other or no. we're like and i always, i loved visiting your your yeah. school and i, I loved, loved when you know yeah. i went to dc and we went to a coldplay concert oh that was tight um, which was like just one of the greatest he was jumping up and down like a crazy man okay like it's Coldplay. First it was. Of all. It was an awesome. I concert. I almost fell off the second deck of the stadium. <laughs> you did. Um, People probably thought you had uh, you were a little like buzzed or something. Yeah, no, but... I was on on Coldplay. <laughs> on Coldplay. <laughs> like when Charlie Brown hit, I just like lost my ever living mind. Um, and Simeon, Tom's roommate at the time, was there, and that was my first time meeting him. And he was probably like, "Who the heck?" Slightly is traumatized. This kid? Like, you think Sam is cool though? Yeah, now now, uh, see, I, I can tone down, um, but back then it was probably like what and who and how and just no. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, like, but what I'm want to kind of I'm saying in all of this is that um, I think we often have a tendency in relationships to think that if something isn't wrong, then it's totally fine mm. um and i think that's a big problem especially in familial relationships yeah that if i don't identify there's is an issue we need to resolve then i think like where we are is okay yeah and um just as like our relationship with god there's either a downslope or an upslope there's no such thing as stagnation in your relationship with god you're either progressing or you're degressing yeah i think the same thing speaks to family that I might have nothing wrong with you, but if I don't frequently talk to you, or if I don't ask how you're doing, or we really have actual conversations, or we don't visit each other, or whatever, or we don't talk about just what's going on in our lives, um, it's going to go downhill. And it's like, the f- just like they say, the hardest day to pray is the day after you don't. Hmm. I think the hardest time to interact with someone is the day after you don't. Yeah. So like, oh, here's another day, and a week, yep. and two weeks, and a month. And it's like, I think Tom's doing well. I don't have anything against him. If he calls, great. If he doesn't, I'm, yep. And then we they, we form this kind of mutual like, well, I don't know if I want to bother him today. Yeah. He might not want to hear from me, and we create an isolation. Yeah. Um, which then becomes harder and harder to break out of. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of that I think, um, and it maybe touches on a topic for another day too. Kind of comes back to one of one of the things that can kind of like firm up, um, turn even like sort of passive. Uh, periods where you're not engaging someone, I think, is is when you, when you are willing and able to pull back the curtain and actually recognize that things aren't okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you can can kind of do that, and um, I know, yeah, both both uh, with Sam, brother Francisco here, but also with other folks, you know, other other brothers, you know, biological, you know, Nate and and you know, non-biological brothers, when you can pull back the curtain and just be like, yep, I'm I'm messed up. You know, yeah. like I'm pretty jacked up and I need help and mm-hmm. I need healing and I need brotherhood. 
Aaron, or I need sisterhood, you know, um, yeah. can't, can't, can't minimize that too. I know we're kind of focused on brotherhood, but like when you can pull that back and you can, you know, be vulnerable with somebody, I think that's where you can kind of start building a relationship that in some ways, regardless of like, oh yeah, um, whether it's a, you know, a week or a month, um, obviously, you know, it's just good to keep in contact yeah. with people. Like you, you should, you should never just go like endless periods, but like you can, you can make even those longer periods of, of, you know, where, Hey, maybe we don't talk on the phone or we don't visit, like they become more, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, like manageable, just more like it, it's not breaking down boundaries, you know? Is yeah. It, would, you, would you say that's accurate? Or no, absolutely. Yeah. Like if, if you come to a point where you can share more of who you are, even if you, there are times of longer, apart, like you're longer apart or you don't talk as much, like you're you're able to come right back into it when you do again. Instead of being like, oh, oh yeah. well, it's been so long. Like, how's your work? You know, oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. hear about that. Pleasantries and all like, that crap. Um, as we talk about like family, and that's like one of the reasons why you know, and you know, for folks who haven't heard, like we we would we grew up going to a place. Oh, we've called, talked about it like oh, twenty yeah. times. Yeah, Catholic yeah. Fanland. We have some of the best friends there. And, but, you know, a lot of them we'd only see once a year, maybe. Yeah, maybe even every, you know? like, two or three years. But it's just a place where, like, friendships develop in, like, just so much sincerity and so much depth that you can come back year after year, and it's just, like, your best friends yeah. are there, you know, even if you haven't seen that person for a whole year. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a little, little yeah. object. You should go to fa- Familyland if yes. you haven't. Yes, specifically. Free advertising for Familyland. Yeah, the, the Fifth Fest, because um, <laughs> uh, all good in the Brotherhood might be there this year. Um uh, nice. So, uh, but yeah, back to the, uh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, well, I want to, uh, kind of go back to what you were talking about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's kind of where our brotherhood went from like, like, I don't know, bl- brotherhood to, they say blood brotherhood. Yeah. You know, we're like, um, which is, you know, often like used for people who aren't actually brothers, you know, but like wounded in the trenches. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. if, you know, so, uh, you know exactly where I think I'm talking about. So, um, it was the very end of my first semester as a junior in college. I had had the most freakishly horrible semester in college. I refer to it as the semester from Gehenna. Hmm. Um, my because, crappy one was junior year too. Um, it was just it was just such crap. Um, so I first I was uh, an RA for the first time and I dealt with a lot, a lot of issues that I was not ready to deal with Oof. that really affected me kind of mentally. Yeah. Um, especially ones that like, I literally could not talk about legally to yeah. anyone. Yeah. The only person I could talk to was like the DA, um, or judges. <sighs> like that's how bad some of these things were. Um, so there was that, um, I was living by myself without a roommate. John Paul had been my roommate for two years. John Paul DePew, again, they're part of our lives like Total all boss. the time. He was, yeah, he's like a, a true brother. Very and, handsome. Uh, <laughs> so handsome. John <laughs> um, Paul. Uh, anyways, um, so, you know, not, not living with him. Then you would move to Arlington. Yeah. Um, yep. And, like, just like Our sister things. was gone, too. She yeah, was, she, she's a flight attendant at that yeah, time. Yeah, and, like, just not good situations there. Yeah. Uh, like, family situations were going on. And then just, like, personally, um, just, like, I was so busy as a biochem major that semester. I had three labs, three class, like three hard science classes, two other classes. Just I was bogged down, staying up till like 3 a.m. every night. Just ugly, 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 ugly. To the point where I was like willing to like, 
like jump off buildings like how bad it got mm. um and i'm not like i'm not being facetious here like yeah. i'm not being like exaggerated like that's how bad it got i was like so ready to just be done with everything yeah um and just like other things that letting myself do that like uh one uh a priest in the monastery he was we were talking about in a class uh last semester but um we often judge uh like people in the bible for like the horrible things that they do um but he just said like if you can think about it you can do it um like sin oh yeah and like i I think that year is where it really came real to me like Mm. the sin that i am physically capable of doing that i told myself i would never do um so coming home from that at christmas i was not in a hot spot yeah um i was finally happy to be done with the semester but like tensions at home were just kind of awkward anyways um so unbeknownst to me tom had planned a surprise christmas present for his then girlfriend who's now johanna's wife um she's awesome and beautiful yeah just so you know um they make really nice babies by the way we do we do it's very cute excellent excellent Um, work it's probably johanna pulling most of the weight here but agreed um she's the mother so yeah literally exactly literally actually is pulling all of the weight um anyways um so yeah she was still home because Grove City, she was at Grove City College. Their finals weren't done until a couple of days after mine. So the three of us were in the car. We were dropping someone, some, some Christmas present like off at someone's house, like a donation or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did not know that this surprise – I knew what the present was. He was taking her to this, uh, what was it, Piano, Piano Guys, Guys concert in D.C., okay? So we're in Grove City, Pennsylvania, and he's surprising her with a flight to D.C. in the middle of finals week, okay? So for someone who's logical – that sounds like a horrible idea. That was a surprise. So I she thought, still loves me. And I thought she absolutely would have to know because she'd have to know flight plans, what to pack, where she's going, how much, how long she's going to be away. So as we're dropping her off back at school after doing this errand, I was like, well, um, like, I asked, like, so are you excited for, like, the rest of the week? She's like, I don't know. I said, well, I certainly would be excited for a Piano Guys concert in the <laughs> middle of finals week. And she goes, ha ha, oh, yeah and there's just like awkward <laughs> silence and then we drop her off and i'm just like uh-oh and then you turn around and you're like what the heck well you said some other things but like then you just like yeah it reamed out for like the rest of the car ride home and yeah I, I thought i thought that he thought i thought that he was just being like being like cheeky and just decided like ha 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 i'm gonna spoil the surprise but yeah, he, turns out he just, he just didn't know it was a surprise. Yeah. So, so just uh, you know, kind of add an extra layer of dung on my already heaping pile of crap. Um, we got home. I literally jumped out of the car and ran. In like it's like thirty degree weather, ice on the street. I just ran and ran and ran because I was just like so mad at myself. Um, and well, Tom didn't go back to what your apartment or. Where were you staying? Because you weren't staying. At... No, because I was I was living in Arlington at the time, so I was I was staying. At... You didn't go to bed. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was out for a while. Like yeah. I was hoping that he had gone to bed at this point. Um, but I came in and saw he wasn't in bed, so I just went to the basement and like locked myself in the dark, hoping that he would not come down. But then. Oh yeah, yeah, but but yeah, but then then I I came down because I I felt bad for for yelling at him. Um, and I kind of thought, thought about it for a little bit and was just like, well, you know, like I could tell that like you, you felt pretty terrible, but it was, but it was interesting. Cause I do remember now that you say, it, I remember you kind of like taking off, getting out of the car 
and I kind of thought to myself even like yeah like that was kind of a that was kind of lame what just happened but like you know we're all we're all adults we're you know we're gonna we're gonna be okay but so like I could tell that there was a there was something else there and you know and then when I came down and you're just sitting in the dark by yourself in the basement I was like yeah something something's a little bit more a little more off here so yeah if I recall I just like you know we can just like kind of open open it up a little, a little bit more transparently here you know just kind of came downstairs and you know to me I just sort of it, it was it was probably a little bit more of a god thing than like a tom thing but I was just like this seems like a good moment to just like start being vulnerable with my my little brother in a way that I really hadn't quite yeah and you know I was just like hey man like uh yeah pornography really messed me up you know and just kind of like started with that um and then we just had a pretty open conversation from there if i recall you know yeah no and that's kind of like i don't even remember like what i thought when you first said that i was just like oh like we're going there like right away um and i think from the younger brother older brother like perspective is like i would never want to admit like my own struggles in these kind of areas um to my older brother or just assume like oh you like even if you dealt with him you're like you're over it or like it was never as bad like i think that's the the hardest thing about our own sins especially addictive sins is that we can understand other people have them yeah but we never we never believe that other people have them to the extent that we do yeah um so we always feel so special in our sin. yeah you know? yeah which is <laughs> just yeah. our, it's it's a weird level of pride in our sense yeah um but so like just him sharing that was definitely kind of what i had been really seeping myself into at this point in in my life um also kind of drinking a little bit which was never something I like ever planned on doing. Um, and not a little bit, let's be honest. Um, and, and the kind of temptations towards self harm, um, and things and even giving into some of them at times, um, just like we're stooping myself to levels that I never would have believed I could go. Mm. Um, or even, and I, I mean, I shared this at this huge conference at family land, so it's not like a surprise for people, but like, even like, you know, using, like going on hookup apps mm. and like you know like dating apps whether they're tinder or yep. whatever the other ones you know that are even less savory than that one um and like and just at least shopping around or looking you know yeah. and that that those were things that i was like willing to go to um like and the fact that i couldn't even believe that i had like let myself fall into that or had conversations with these people or like said like hey let's meet up here even if they didn't happen or even if they did you know whatever that like the 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 sin starts in the intention and like yeah. my, all my intention was there you yeah. know no matter what ended up happening um and that like just like sitting in that like by myself and like i didn't want to go to church anymore at this point yeah. like i literally only went because i didn't want to tell mom i wasn't going um like i kind of had like i stopped praying altogether i pretty much had said like i just like hated the idea of becoming a monk and becoming a priest i thought mm-hmm. i was so beyond like redemption in those areas or that i was too broken for that um and that, like, I didn't feel like I could tell anyone in the family these things because I figured, like, oh, if they knew this, then they'd be like, how could you be the priest in the family? How could you be the monk? Mm. Um, or, like, how could you let yourself do these things? Yeah. Um, so all of that being said is that for Tom to just come down and, like, literally in my f- – literally in the darkness, like, mm. and then that darkness of the basement was reflective just, like, my inner darkness to just speak the light of, like, his struggle that's the power of what brotherhood is supposed to be is not saying i'm like i could prove myself better than you or like i'm responsible for you or like i need to fix you but like 
bro, like, I'm just as broken than you, and, like, that's where the light shines. Yeah, yeah, it does, for sure. Yeah, and, like, it's it's interesting, too, like, that there's, like, a sense um, that we can sometimes, we can sometimes, I, I, I would say it, it really was a God thing, too, because, like, you know, I, I remember, like, kind of sitting there for a second thinking, like, this is, like, profoundly illogical to, mm. like, pull back the curtain, like, I want to do right now, just sort of, um, because, like, I didn't like talking about that stuff. Again, it goes back to, like, the imposter syndrome thing, too. Like, yeah. I liked the idea that maybe you thought I was kind of untouchable, that I was, like, I was just kind of, you know, just flying through life, and I was I was all squared away and didn't have any real real issues or anything like that. So I remember thinking just in that, you know, those, you know, whatever, five, ten seconds of silence we sat there. It was just like, well, you know, this is definitely the start of, like, actually having to be vulnerable with Sam, not something I've, I've wanted to do because I like being the cool older brother, you know. Um, but it's funny how, like, um, it's funny how when you pull back the curtain, how much, you know, not only healing can you receive mm-hmm. from, like, receiving love in spite of, not really in spite of, even that's the wrong word, but, um, in it. yeah, receiving love in the struggle and the pain and the darkness, but also how you can give healing to through vulnerability yeah you know and i think we both we both kind of um not only became better brothers from that situation which just kind of amusingly i mean at this point we just i just chuckle anytime i think of like the whole uh christmas surprise thing and all that but like it was a like that was meant to happen oh absolutely like 100 percent. yeah um like I would never, I would never trade spoiling that surprise for yeah, anything. Same, same. Um, because like, I would have st- stayed locked up in myself, hmm. um, which I think, then going into the next semester, like things were just so radically different. Yeah. Because like I realized, like the thing is like I've been told through college, especially through like Barnabas and Cash and like, uh, those are other monks. Um, like the Very power of awesome vul- power of vulnerability and like you know whatever, and like. I believed it to be true, but I think I got to the point where, like, I didn't believe it was, like, true enough for me. Um, and then just, like, really experienced that, and that with my own brother. Because um, I think what really changed it for me. To the point where, like, with Nate, like, I just, like, at the first sign that maybe he was struggling with something, I just, like, went full bore. Like, hey, Nate, I've done this, 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 and this. And, like, guess what? I'm not perfect. Um, and so yeah. please don't think of me that way. Yeah. Um, and, like... Yeah, I and I think for me too, like I don't think up until that point I ever would ever have ever said anything to you about any of that stuff. Yeah. Because like I said, I wanted to be in, independent mm-hmm. and reflect to everyone that I had my crap together. Yeah. And like don't you dare assume otherwise because mm. that means I have to be honest um with myself and I prefer to hide behind everything I've created that is just a facade. Um so I think what then brotherhood is is it just it breaks down the wall and meets you in the broken little boy that you are yeah um and that's a beautiful boy yeah um and like i think brothers like you're always my boy yeah, you know yeah. it's the boys <laughs> like I, I don't say like you know you're always my you're always my masculine man you know that's just lame and kind of stupid yeah, sounding yeah, yeah like yeah. you're my boy yeah um yeah and, that's it that's wow that's an interesting little point right there yeah but i, I agree with you you know and it's like um it's funny how when you when you think like again when, when we just tear down the facades it's it's like even even as adults even as men 
um, like we can we can return to some of the 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 joy and innocence that we'd have experienced growing up playing capture the mm, flag, yeah. even though it's like it's it's a completely different thing. We are you know when when we're sitting there like talking to each other about the crap that we're dealing with, it's it's not playing capture the flag, it's not yeah. hide and seek or whatever, but like. It's it's like we peel off the onion layers, the facades of like, oh yeah, now I'm a I'm a put together man, yeah, yeah. you know, and we're like, nope, I'm I'm still the that kid you grew up with that mm. you know loves you, um, and knows that I I kind of just screw up and I mess up just like I did back then, probably in worse ways, you know, as an adult, yeah, you know, but uh, you know, it's still like, we we want to return to that, and and it's it's just interesting how opening up like that and and i would say same you know going from my experience from that like it was it was very pivotal for me too in feeling like we rediscovered our brotherhood yeah um, in a new way because i had felt like you were saying like that distance that created from started with me going to college and then you going to college and me being in arlington and then the army stuff and all that other all that other stuff and there was just this 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 distance that grew and it was like it was kind of the um yeah, again, by like us, us both just like sitting in the in the muck mm-hmm. together for a few minutes just helped us realize like we needed to get back. We need to get the band back together. Again. Yeah, you know, so band back together. Yeah, yeah, but good times. So, so yeah. yeah, love you, bro. Love you but, too, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and uh, just like as a wrap up, um, you know, this, this dynamic doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just deepens. And I think maybe a temptation, and we'll save this for the future, right? Because um, our vocations are different. Mm. But I think a tendency for me now is like, oh, I'm a monk. So, like, I have to put on the monk persona. Oh, so, like, yeah. like I, I want to be vulnerable, right? And we still share our vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm now, like, the tendency or the temptation is to fall back a little bit into that safeguarded place. Yeah. Because, like, well, I'm your brother, yeah, but I'm also a monk now. Yeah. And, like, same for you. You're a husband, right? With yeah. your father. Yeah. So, like, to admit, like, you're still screwing up here. You still have difficulties here. But, like, well, you're the man of the house. You got yeah. kids. You pay. Yeah. You have a wife. Like, um, like just your state in life doesn't change your need for vulnerability or your need for brotherhood. And it just increases it. Yeah. Um, so whether you're in either of those situations or you're still single, whatever, maybe you don't have, a like, a true biological brother um, but or sister. You know, this all this applies to sisterhood, too. Um, like there's something unique I'll say too about, yeah. Um, you know, I know, I know this world is trying to change what, you know, gender or whatever means, but there's something significant about a brother and a brother relationship and a sister and a sister relationship. And I think that's something that, um, can't be understated that there's, there's, you know, again, my wife and Sam was just saying like, you know, I'm married. We, We have a, we have a special vulnerability as husband and wife, but it's, it's, it's still, apples and oranges uh yeah in terms of comparing that with with brotherhood so um yeah again or, or sisterhood and just knowing my wife and her relationship with her sisters mm-hmm. you know so yeah 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 so just to encourage you all if you maybe you don't you hear tom and i talking about this and you're like i just don't have that mm. um like seek it out because listen and know that someone else is seeking it out and probably for you like in you that they want it and mm. you know t- transcendentals unity is the fourth transcendental we don't talk about it as much but that's what we're really fostering here in brotherhood is unity mm. and from unity actually plato would say it's it's the highest from unity beco- comes truth goodness and beauty mm. um so that when you we experience brotherhood sisterhood um or just a friendship that is so deep that you would call it a brother or a sister yeah. um you're experiencing unity that is truly as reflective 
uh, of God's unity with us that we can experience on earth. Thomas Aquinas says there's nothing higher to be valued on this earth than true friendship. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, true brotherhood. Yeah. Um, so seek, seek that brotherhood, seek that sisterhood, um, and know that there is certainly someone there for you. Yeah. Um, and if you have siblings and you don't feel like you have with them, make every effort for that. Um, because like in the end, they're just... Yeah, we can't we cannot survive or thrive without it. Yeah, and it, it may not always be all good in the brotherhood, but mm-hmm. it will be always worth it to seek the brotherhood. And yeah, I don't know how to turn that around in some sort of cool verbal way. But yeah. I say it's not always good, feels good in the brotherhood, but it's always good it for us that, in the yeah. brotherhood. Amen. There's always goodness in the yeah. brotherhood. Yeah. So good note to close on. Yeah. So thank you all. Um, we appreciate your attention, your your time. Uh, and please, I would, I would love, uh, don't really hear from a lot of you, but if you have an experience of brotherhood or sisterhood that like has just really impacted you, like I, I would love to hear about it. We would love to hear about it. Please feel free to send an email. Um, our email description is in, uh, below, um, or DM us on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is. I still make um, the Instagram graphics. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. They're um, really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, maybe we'll fire you. <laughs> um, I don't get paid. Okay, we, we'll, we'll distance ourselves. I need to get a cool shirt, so. Okay, yeah, okay. Product placement. Um, anyways, so we, th- uh, yeah, please, um, you know, we'd love to hear back from you guys um, what the impact a brotherhood or sisterhood has on you um, and spread that with other people. Amen. So. All right, so from uh, Whitaker Brothers here, uh, we hope you have a grace-filled uh, day and may the Lord ever be with you. Amen. Jesus loves you. Take care. Bye.